Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Today on The Bell Tale, we look back at the death of Nevin Spence. Inside to Darcy, needs a little bit of support. Where's a wide to Nevin Spence, but a football from Young Spence. It's still there. It's been 10 years since the Ulster rugby star died in a farm accident, along with his brother Graham and father Noel. Now he was on the brink of a promising future as an Irish rugby international, but Nevin Spence's future has been snatched away at just 22 by a tragic accident on his family farm. It was one of the worst farming accidents here in over 20 years. It's believed 52-year-old Noel Spence and his son Graham had fallen into the pit in an attempt to rescue a dog. Nevin and his sister reportedly jumped in after them. It was confirmed all three men had died. It left the Spence family devastated. Thousands of mourners attended the funerals in County Down of 58-year-old farmer Noel Spence and his two sons, Graham and Nevin, who died in an accident on their dairy farm at the weekend. Nevin Spence was at the beginning of his professional career. It's widely thought that he would have become a massive rugby star before his life was cut short. What Nevin would have wanted us to do is to honour his memory by being the best we can be. It's the way Nevin played his game and lived his life, and uh, we, as an Ulster rugby family, will do our best to do just that. I'm joined by the Belfast Telegraph sports journalists Michael Sadler and Jonathan Bradley to discuss this tragedy and the loss of Nevin Spence to Ulster rugby. Jonathan Bradley, can you give us an overview of what happened to Nevin and his family? Just a, a real farming tragedy, one of the worst farming tragedies that has ever occurred in Northern Ireland, um, and certainly over the last the last number of decades. So Nevin, who had played for, for Ulster A the night before, was on the farm helping his helping his family as he was often wont to do, and as they were called back in for their in for their dinner at around six o'clock. Um, the father, Noel, came in to alert the family that uh, the family pet, the, the dog, had fallen into the slurry tank. And as they tried to rescue the dog and subsequently were overcome by the fumes falling into the falling into the slurry tank, um, and then Emma, the sister, actually trying to uh, trying to rescue them as well. Now, Emma was, was taken to hospital and as we know, ultimately survived. But uh, the father, Noel, Nevin and the brother, Graham, um, all passed away. Now, I don't remember Nevin uh, playing rugby, but Michael uh, Sadler, you you have seen 
you had had seen yeah, him never I, play. I, I, I'd seen him play. I interviewed him. I saw his very last game the night before he died, and I was um, at the funeral. I'd watched him kind of explode, if you like, onto the Ulster scene. Um, he, he stood out anyway because of that shock of blonde hair, but he was a very dynamic player um, who made an instant impression despite his young years. Scored a number of memorable tries and played a number of key games. And, you know, it, it, everyone reckoned that he would win a full Irish Cup. It was not a, it was a question of just uh, not if, but when. But he had actually played for, for an Ireland 15. He'd come on in a match. I think they played against the Barbarians in summer 2012 as a tour warm-up, and he was on the bench for Ireland. He came on and did a little bit. But he never went on to obviously achieve the full international honours, which you know was felt was coming his way. But, um, Nevin was um, had something just had something a little bit different because he was skillful and physical. He just had something just that bit different that brought him to that prominence so quickly and he certainly showed it when he was on the pitch he was a big guy he was he was a big fella for uh, the position he played in he's also a very good footballer too by the way he played for Northern Ireland at underage so he had all the skills and the strength uh, which were so fundamental to playing rugby at that level um, you wouldn't necessarily have expected him to be in and around the senior squad so quickly but all these things coalesced to, to, to put him in the shop window as a player who was really being fast-tracked, if you like. Um, and I think he played over 40 times for Ulster, I think, um, which wasn't bad. That yeah. seems a lot of appearances for a 22-year-old who had injuries, uh, Jonathan. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's maybe a part of the story that can often be forgotten of how much he had crammed in to his Ulster career already because we often talk about the potential that he would have had but to have played 42 times it was it was Brian McLaughlin uh, had brought him in to the team and to think I suppose you know he'd already played Heineken Cup rugby for Ulster everybody remembers the the try that he scored against Bath in the corner in the snow going head over heels and the picture of him basically with his head in the frozen turf in the wreck still Ulster got numbers on that far side the ball goes there is there a try in the corner? There is! Spencer! Patience has been rewarded. You know, that was a big game for Ulster and Nevin was already being entrusted with those minutes and I think a huge part of that is in line with what Michael said about that blend of agility. Like when you think about, you know, the try against uh, the Dragons where he sort of glided through the back line, but also the power that he had because such a powerful player now is almost the prototypical inside centre. That's that's what you want. But that wasn't necessarily the case 10 years ago. So Nevin would have almost felt like a modern player now, I think, 10 years ago. So if you think about the way that the game's gone and just how that power could have came to the fore in the years ahead like he really would have felt like a player very much of 2022 back in 2012 Darcy needs a little bit of support moves it wide to Nevin Spence but a football from Young Spence it's still there Spence what a score by the youngster can you believe it yeah that's absolutely true um, that's that's the way he played the game 
and that's why he made the impression that he made so quickly and you know he had a bit wee bit of everything really um, it was just unbelievably cruel that it all had to really come to an end I, I had seen him the night before um, he played for an Ulster A team against Munster I think it was at Derrimore and I do remember I was leaving with a colleague of mine after the game we were walking up the car park and he sped past us in his car and tooted the horn big wave and off he went and out the gate he just there, there's Nevin it was impossible to really conceive that um, the following day um, I think it was the following day the Saturday that he, he actually died with his father and his brother Nevin died at 22 his career was cut short as we've said it's widely accepted that he would have become a, a great player if he had been given the chance in life to do that but nevertheless Jonathan he has had a huge legacy with Ulster Absolutely I think it's one thing that Ulster have actually done very well to commemorate that legacy and to carry the memory of of Nevin with them into the future you know you see a quite regular sight especially at Ulster away games fans with a Nevin Spence flag especially in in European games I think whenever you think about Ravenhill now and you think about the Nevin Spence Centre because so much of the Nevin Spence Centre is geared towards, I suppose, school groups and younger people now who, 10 years on, don't have memories of Nevin playing. But the fact that they go through to see a museum dedicated to the history of Ulster and the name attached to it is Nevin Spence, I think that's a very powerful thing to maintain Nevin's memory and even... You know, the quote that's the first thing that you see when you go in there from the press conference that uh, that David Humphreys gave at the time, who would have been uh, the director of rugby back then. He was born in Ulster, came through school in Ulster. All he wanted to do was stay, play rugby and win trophies with Ulster. I think for people that knew Nevin and knew, I suppose, his dedication to rugby and his dedication to improving himself as a rugby player, I think that's something that sums him up really well. And I think it is very, very important not even just from a from a rugby perspective, but just as a person and even, I suppose, even in terms of the awareness of the farming accident element of it. I think it's very important that all of those things are passed on to the future generations of rugby fans as they are now whenever they come into Ravenhill and visit the museum. What Nevin would have wanted us to do and his family have asked us to do is to honour his memory by being the best we can be. And uh, it's the way Nevin played his game and lived his life. And uh, we, as an Ulster rugby family, from the fans through to the players, will do our best to do just that. Everyone involved in the tragedy, their actions were sparked by a desire to save loved ones, whether that be the pet, father, brother, whomever. But I think in terms of the profile of both it as a farming accident, but obviously as well, just because it involved a high-profile rugby player. It really did spread awareness of the dangers of this kind of thing to people who would not have been otherwise aware or wouldn't have been as overly cognizant of it. I suppose whenever you mention things like the rugby family, that's from a wide circle. So a story that probably wouldn't have resonated so widely did so because of... um, an awful lot of elements, but one of them certainly being Nevin's status as an Ulster player. And I suppose um, someone for young people to look up on at, you know, as the example in terms of dedication, in terms of that that desire to improve yourself as a rugby player. 
Well, that's something that Rory Best has always spoken about. Now, Rory Best would have been obviously a teammate of Nevins before going on to be to be the Ireland captain up until the last World Cup in Japan. But he's always cited that idea of there are young players who break through and break through as quickly as Nevin did and they can reach a point where they think, this is great, I'm playing for Ulster, this is everything that I've always wanted. And there's another group of players that get to that point and realise that there's still so much potential to tap into if they continue to maintain the work ethic that got them there. And Rory, obviously, even 10 years ago, was still vastly experienced and recognised that in Nevin, that drive to get better. And I think that's just another reason why people think that he had so much ahead of him in his career because it wasn't a case of he'd made the Ulster team and he was on the cusp of an Ireland squad and he was happy with that. I think he always wanted to... uh, to go on and continue improving himself and just be the best uh, the best player that he could be. Nevin's love for the game of rugby and his positive attitude was infectious. And the sights of him training and playing for Ulster and watching his beloved Balna Hinch with his huge smile will be etched in our memories forever. And everyone here will miss him. So Michael, you had seen um, Nevin Spence mm-hmm. the night before he died and then you covered the story. Uh, yes, yes, I covered the story. I wasn't actually on the scene of the story. I was outside Belfast at the time, and I got a phone call uh, from the desk here, the Sunday Life Sports desk, to say they'd heard um, a reliable tip off that this tragedy had happened, and that it very, very likely involved uh, Nevin Spence and members of his family. And they wanted me to try and firm this up through contacts um, that I had at the Balnehinch Rugby Club. Um, it was a Saturday evening. And uh, it came like a bolt out of the blue, and I made the phone call and was told, "Yes, yes, it it, it was true." And we uh, we took it from there. Um, we had to try and uncover the story as best we could um, under the circumstances. Uh, we had a photographer who was down there who, who knew the family, and he knew that um, what was going on because he knew that this this incident had happened on the family farm, and there had been fatalities, and then. It was then a question of, of finding out if indeed Nevin was definitely one of them. Um, and that was the case. So um, that was in the next day's Sunday life. He died with his father, who Noel, who was 58, his brother Graham, who was 30. All three were buried in Balnehinch, the funeral service. They were people of a very strong religious faith, I understand. Yes, absolutely. I think even if... Um even in terms of Nevin, you know, there was a time when Nevin sort of had doubts about whether he should play on Sundays. Now, Ulster traditionally don't play an awful lot of games on Sunday, but they would have had a couple and a couple of high-profile ones. And um, even thinking back to that monster Heineken Cup quarterfinal, um, the year that Nevin died in 2012, and it was something that he sought advice about from uh, from the church of whether he should be playing on Sundays and I think they ultimately decided that it, as long as Nevin could play in a way that he thought celebrated God that it was um, that it was something that he could and should do but obviously that uh, that religious faith was was strong and central I suppose to uh, to their lives Final question for for you both. What were the the playing highlights? What was this, the standout moment or try uh, of Nevin Spence's short career? The, that try away to Bath, because I think it perfectly epitomises 
Nevin's attitude to playing for Ulster and the way that he played rugby, which was always very much a team-first idea. So the idea of putting himself into harm's way to flip head over heels and, as we said earlier, basically thump into what was frozen turf just to score an important try for Ulster. And you still see that picture on virtually every story about Nevin's playing career. It's really one of those Ulster rugby photographs that's echoed through the seasons. It's one of those ones that you still see absolutely everywhere, I think. Yeah, that would have been mine, but I'll give you the one. I think it was against it was the Dragons you were talking about earlier. He had no right to score that try, but it was all about pace and it was all about his power. He must have managed to somehow get the ball down going through about three defenders. He'd also swerved and I think handed somebody off to get him there and he was being ushered out towards the touchline. It looked like, well, he's not going to score here, but he did. He found a way of doing it. You know, eight out of ten players wouldn't have managed that. He was able to do it because of that combination of his speed and his raw power that really couldn't be resisted and, and, and a will, an absolute iron will to make that line and get that ball down. Michael, Jonathan, thank you. This episode of The Bell Tale was produced by myself, Kieran Dunbar. The sound design was by Graham Davidson. The clips are from the BBC, RTE, Channel 4 and Ulster Rugby. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.